I'm Oren Moore, and this is Two Poems Read and Heard, in which I read and you hear two poems built around a theme accompanied by background and commentary. This is a podcast for smart people who enjoy poetry or are underexposed to accessible poetry but would enjoy it. It's also for those of us who like getting subtle and deep at the same time. It's my hope and aim that these few minutes together move you slightly or much through the timeless beauty of poetry. Share it with like-minded folks if it invokes some woe-wow within you. The theme today is North. North. Just the sound of it. It's a solid and strong and hard word, with the strong N and R sounds more than making up for the weaker TH th sound that ends it. North. The word and concept gets me poetically excited. If I've done my job, this podcast will go a long ways in elucidating why this is so. Let's go. The first of the two poems related to this theme to be read and heard today is The Snowman by Wallace Stevens, who is quoted as saying, The poet is the priest of the invisible. Wallace Stevens was alive from 1879 to 1955, was born in Pennsylvania, and lived much of his time in Pennsylvania and Connecticut, which I'll note, as related to this poem and podcast theme, has its deepest part of winter in January. This area has cold winters and is at roughly 42 latitudinal degrees north of the equator. Stevens was a poet, a lawyer, and an insurance executive. He once got into a fistfight with Ernest Hemingway and broke his hand. Stevens has been called a modernist poet. That's fine, but I prefer to describe his best poems as timeless. A hundred years and a hundred northern winters on from The Snowman's publication in 1921, I hope you agree. The Snowman One must have a mind of winter To regard the frost and the boughs Of the pine trees crusted with snow And have been cold a long time To behold the junipers shagged with ice The spruces rough in the distant glitter Of the January sun And not to think Of any misery in the sound of the wind In the sound of a few leaves which is the sound of the land, full of the same wind, that is blowing in the same bare place. For the listener, who listens in the snow, and nothing himself beholds, nothing that is not there, and the nothing that is. common enough saying is that bad weather makes good people. It helps us come to grips with the indifference of nature and our fragility within it, with winter a step towards feeling the greater reality of being on a spinning rock hurtling within a vast and empty outer space we cannot survive in. Winter of the kind Stevens describes colds away the bursting life of warmer days and seasons, which can obscure the nothingness that is. It too makes clear what is not there, with the leaves gone and the bareness leaving nothing to see that is not there. There is a distinct and flowing rhythm to this poem. That's on purpose via skill. Similar to the vibe of the poem Ed by Louis Simpson that was read and heard on the regret-themed and titled episode of this pod in episode 2 of season 2, it feels as though perhaps the snowman has always existed, that the poem just became itself, with no editing or craft that we surely know contributed to its final product. Like an athlete who moves so fast but so smooth that he hides his speed from the non-understanding, 
This early 20th century poet hides his voice in his own skillful voice. Before I get even more way too heady for my own good, let's look at some specifics. Like near all poems on this podcast, The Snowman uses few, if any, big words or words that need to be looked up by the average reader. I'm about this. That said, pick the right words, and Stevens, a master of the craft, most definitely does just so. While I'm giving Stevens his just compliments, I'll note too that instead of going heavy on the adjectives, Stevens prefers to pick better nouns, using only five adjectives in this 97-word poem. The snowman contains two semicolons and one period. It's one sentence. This utilization of dependent clauses, while beautiful and playful, can obscure the gist of what he's saying. Some cutting can help here. Quote, One must have a mind for winter, and to be cold a long time, not to think of any misery in the sound of the wind. And what does this mean, to think no misery in the sound of wind? I think the poet answers, in the hard-to-grasp way that poems are wont to answer, in the last lines that hint at a type of Buddhist closening and at the same time distancing and stoic indifference to the world around us that makes a snowman, quote, the listener who listens in the snow and nothing himself beholds, nothing that is not there and the nothing that is. How can one behold the nothing that is not there and the nothing that is? The answer, Stephen seems to be saying, can be found in the mind of winter. Bad weather makes good people. As long as I've been conscious and able to remember things, the North, as a place and concept, has fascinated me. Perhaps it has to do with my Northern European ancestry, but it's not at heart a weird racial thing because I'm not racist. Trust me. Much of this fascination, for sure, overlaps with my interest in weather in general, with Northerners experiencing wider swings in weather, temperature, sunlight, and scenery than those to their South. My winter bona fides are four Vermont winters and springs, and thousands of miles bicycling at night in Los Angeles winters, it's not that cold, mid-40s Fahrenheit, but it is on the edge of true cold, and there's always a wind chill, against which I will wear, no joke, six layers of clothes at times. And if you forget your gloves, I hope you're good at biking hands-free or dealing with numb hands. I've done a lot of both. The Fong poem I wrote, titled Knowing North, fits well within the theme today. Knowing North Northerners know, hard and much, how outsides change, not caring about us and our preferred range. Northerners know the short days that make fires strong, and the days so long, it's easy to get along. Northerners know, cold, wet, gray, a friend needed and fed, watering ground for the day when the bright season is wed. Northerners know of the fall, not just the leaves, but all, the plans and suntans of summer gone, both short and long. Far Southerners probably know this too, but the land is smaller, more marine and blue, way down under, and I've never been. Besides, writing Knowing North 
Northerners know, could not be suppressed. Like the sun in summer, always away from our equator, on the other side of winter. What's your favorite cardinal direction? Why is this so?